One of the biggest things I used to do was try to replay my past out. Trying to make it fit in the current rotation of my life. What would start as a thought would manifest into an emotion and then a physical conduit of some sort. Person, place, or thing. No matter how much I tried to make it fit, the rhythm of my current, it always sounded broken or rather it was a skip in the path. Then it hit me. The things I used to do out of the emotional montages of dismissing, shutting down, saying I don't care, were the very pieces I tried to hold on to to paste into my life. I was living in the trauma. Here's the thing about playing a broken record. It always plays the same melody. What fills the cracks are the emotional attachments. This is the broken record complex. It's the act of trying to replace the missing pieces, the love of a parent, the bond of a sibling, the innocence lost based into a trauma. Trying to fix the broken pieces to form this illusion of change. This week on the God Hour Podcast, we're getting into just that. The broken record. Living in grooves.
Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Got Our Podcast. Before we get into that, you know Papa gotta give you that clarity. This week I decided to do an internal view regression spread. It's a path life spread. It's a uh, type of path life spread that I frequently do for uh, a lot of my clients, a lot of my uh, people that come to me for that. This one entails the heart of the matter, the opposing or complementary factor factors, the past context, that means the past aspect that you keep running back to, the support of the person or the area that's supporting that very past context that you need to check, and then the guidance or the encouragement and the suggestions follow, and the last but not least is gonna be that emerging future. So let's get into this reading. One more nice little shuffle of the cards. And let's get into this reading, shall we? The first card that I pull is the Eight of Wands. So the harder the matter is communication. The Six of Swords is the second card. The Six of Swords represents the aspects of communicating effectively with your emotions. The past context that's stopping you from being able to clearly learn how to express and speak into your emotions and comprehend the communication that's needed for the conclusion so you can get past, that's in the devil. The Five of Cups represents the areas in your space. Are they putting you in a space of supporting you not sharing your emotions and speaking clearly? Or are they really supporting you? Or how, are they supporting you or are they hindering you? The fifth card is strength. This is going to the internal aspects, that guidance and that, that guidance and encouragement and the suggestions of how to tap into the inner strength. And the last card is the high priestess. So that emerging future is going to be wisdom. That means the thing you're going through right now, if you take this walk, this suggestion that I'm giving, this this clarity I'm giving you, you're going to make it through. Let's get into this reading, shall we? First card. It's the heart of the matter. It's illustrated in the Eight of Wands. Communication and conclusion. But here's the thing with communication and the conclusion. Sometimes we communicate communicate to conclude, or rather complete, instead of learning to communicate, to comprehend for the natural conclusion to come into place. Sometimes when we are communicating, we are communicating to complete. And we're not communicating to comprehend. Big difference. When you're com- communicating to comprehend, it allows you to become open to the space to display your emotions of how you're feeling and getting to the root. When you're communicating to complete or compete, that means you're trying to be right. You're trying to find a, you're trying to com- create the common narrative. That means if you went into the space and you're scared, now you're trying to hide your fear in the conversation. That means if you went into the conversation angry, that means you're gonna try to hide your comfort anger in the conversation. And this has led to us in that Six of Swords. The Six of Swords represents running away and escape. Here's the key. The things that you're running away from are the 
conduits to the lessons that you need to learn. So next day you running away, you feeling sorrow, you feeling pain, you feeling, you're still feeling those wounds. You keep running away from these wounds. Those are the only things that are stabbing you. Those are the only things that are stopping you. All those wounds. Every time you run away and escape, all you do is give room for the wounds to fester. The wounds can't heal as long as you're running away from them. That's why you're in this space communicating now. That's why you keep having the com- That's why you keep having the same conversation over and over and over again. Whether it's in the same relationship, whether it's in different relationships, whether it's in different friendships, whether it's the same friendship, same relationship, or it's a every relationship that you ever been in has the same damn conclusion. Why? Every conversation, every relationship you get in always has the same conclusion. Every job that you go to always ends with the same conclusion. Every friendship that you get in has the same conclusion. And then the past context, if we don't understand our past, we only repeat it. That's what that devil card's about. You still trying to hold on to your upper hand. Your upper hand being those emotional wounds. Your upper hand being the emotional catalyst, those emotional attachments. You got attached to a certain behavior. That means you got attached to a certain way of reacting to everything. So now you're trying to hold on to that last bit of your identity. You notice that it ain't working. Perhaps you're in a relationship right now that's not allowing you to do it. Perhaps you now read, now perhaps you're at the beginning of a relationship that's not allowing you to do it, or you're at the end of you're at the middle or the apex of a relationship that's not allowing you to do it, or maybe just maybe. You're coming to the end of a friendship because you're noticing that that same pathway keeps leading to the same result. It's always easier to see the stuff that's external before we see the internal aspects. It's always easier to see the external aspects before we see the internal aspects. That's what goes into that support. What's been supporting you? That's in that old self. That's that five of cups. That five of cups represents the illusion aspect of your sorrows and your pains. Remember, your society is your environment. So if my environment supports the comfort of me reacting a certain way, me behaving a certain way, but there's something in my environment, that new relationship, friendship, whatever it may be, maybe it's time for me to start having a conversation with myself. Maybe it's time for me to start dealing with these things. Because I'm pretty sure right now in your environment right now, whether it's friends, it's family, the job, you're seeing the same thing repeat over and over and over again. You're seeing everybody inside your space acting the same exact way they acted last year, if not worse. You're seeing the same things in your, you're seeing the same things in the relationship you're in now. You're at the point in this relationship where you're seeing the same thing happen. You're seeing the same communication breakdowns. You're seeing the same skips and the bumps and you're seeing the same bumps in the road. But they've always they're always present because remember what you take into the relate what you took in there is what you gotta face. So if you went into the relationship with a clear head, clear mind, clear slate ready to open up, then you should have a problem, shit. It's only when you go in there with something. Everybody wants to talk about toxic relationships and people are toxic and toxic. You took that in there. 
they weren't toxic per se, but you went in there with toxicity. That's what attracted you to that space. Remember, remember that. That goes into the aspect of that stream code. It's time to internally go inside and understand that toxic aspects or the unhealed aspects, those emotional wounds that are within inside of yourself that you haven't dealt with. Maybe you still got mom issues. Maybe you still got father issues. Maybe at a certain time in your life, you became the mother figure and you've been trying to do that ever since. Maybe at a certain point in time, you had to become the father figure and you've been doing that ever since. Maybe you're still wheeling from being, not having your mother be the mother that you want her to be. Maybe you're still wheeling from the same thing your father not wanting to be. Maybe your brother did something to you. Maybe your uncle did something to you. I'm whatever. But it's time to deal with that. It's only going to keep repeating itself until you deal with it. That's what's stopping you from communicating effectively. Right now you're communicating to complete and to compete. It's time for you to start communicating to enhance. It's time for you to start communicating to learn, to respond. And that's going to lead you into that wisdom of the High Empress, the High Priestess. High Priestess is all about higher learning. It's all about the wisdom. It's all about your guidance. You're, are you being guided by your emotions, your emotional attachments, and you're thinking that that's intuition? Or are you truly being guided by your intuition? There's a difference. When you're being guided by your intuition, there's unbiased thought. When you're being guided by your emotional attachments, there's always a bias. That means you in that relationship, <clears throat> and someone keeps looking at your man, or girls come around your man, and the first thing you say, I know how women are because I'm a woman. You don't know how women are because you're a woman. I know how niggas are because I'm a nigga. You don't know how men are. You don't know how your broken ass is. The only example that you have around you is other broken people. It's time for you to take this guidance. It's time for you to go forward. It's time for you to start internalizing. It's time for you to stop doing that work. It's time to let go of the environment and stop trying to build inside of an environment that does not match the frequency that you're going to. It's time to let go of this possessive thought that you can control all, you can do it all. Because look at where you at now. It has you stuck in that position where you are stuck in running away and escaping. You got used to running away and escaping. And now the space that you in that's forcing you to communicate, you can't get away from it. It's different now. It's a different frequency, it's a different vibration. Some of y'all are in karmic relationships. Some of y'all are in y'all first karmic relationship. Some of y'all are in y'all first relationship that actually start teaching. Some of y'all are in the first relationship where it's actually teaching you something. Become open. Allow it to do what it needs to do. Stop trying to make it work for you and allow it to work for you. This has been your weekly reading. If this reading resonates with you, Take it forward throughout your day, throughout your week. Sit with it, sit with the information, meditate with it. If you want more personal reading, stay tuned to the Plug Talk, and we can get you plugged in. I love you. We love us. Ashen.
Once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to the God Hour Podcast. Let that beat, let that beat do this thing right quick. Welcome to the God Hour Podcast. I'm your host, your favorite occult psychologist, getting us deeper and deeper into this shadow work. And today is no different. This week is no different. Hello, welcome to the God Hour Show. <laughs> you know, we get into this, we begin into that broken record complex. As I said in the earlier, we try to replace pieces of the broken record to keep that rhythm going, not understanding that we give ourselves this false illusionary aspect of comfort. And it made me really think about the carbon copy. When we think about a record, it's pressed, it's pressed carbon, it's heated carbon. So repeating the pattern and not just, and not adjusting the formulas learned always leads to the same result. If we are hurting, we are only repeating from a fragment of hurt. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been getting into these emotional, um, these some emotional wounds. Last week, we got into those anchors or archons because those physical manifestations are the archons. That's the results of your emotional aspect. And I went on my walk today. I went on my walk before setting myself up to start recording I went on my walk and I was just thinking if free thinking is the ability to think outside of a box outside of a box then if I'm using cognitive bias to formulate my thoughts then that would mean that I'm not thinking freely I'm inside of a space repeating these steps. So then it made me think about as long as I was hurting, you know, things I didn't deal with, then of course, everything outside me would hurt me. I would always find a reason to hurt some things. Never catching the common narrative to the pattern, I never would adjust. A lot of the times I would never adjust. I would just keep repeating the same behavior. And all throughout this week, we're gonna be getting into this cementing this behavior, getting up till uh, Friday for class. But throughout the week, understanding how to master time and all that good shit. So I'm sitting here with myself and I'm like really thinking like this carbon copy, whether it's a, since my behavior was cemented in my, since my behavior cemented my emotions in time. That means everything that I created was based on the behavior that was cemented in of my emotions that was cemented in time. One of the biggest examples of that is when you look back at your relationships. Looking back at your relationships and you get to a point to where You've been in five or six different relationships, eight or nine, don't, I'm, we don't say five or six, that's for the short term. You've been in five or six different relationships, eight or nine relationships, how many relationships you've been in, but in each relationship, let's say anchors were created. That means you had kids, that means y'all had kids or y'all got married or whatever it may be. Doesn't really matter. You've been in all these relationships and then you say to yourself, she was just like him. She was just like, you're just like every other girl I met. Or you say, you just like every other guy I met. Or I dated a guy like you before. 
He was he was emotionless. She was emotionless. He was too emotional. I dated myself one time and he was emotional. Here goes the key to the pattern. I'm gonna give y'all the key to the pattern. Y'all gotta quit copying and pasting. That's the key. You gotta stop this carbon copy, this copy and pasting. A lot of us get stuck within a behavior that we think that works, that cements into our life. And then we repeat this behavior over and over and over again. And we do not adjust it. And then when we are adjusting it, it's based on a sense of dismissal of our own emotions. So since we are dismissing the understanding and the cultivating of healing our own emotions, guess what we do when we go forward? We dismiss others' emotions. We dismiss the emotions. We dismiss the, the lessons to be learned. We dismiss everything that challenges that cemented or that hard-ass block that is now our behavior, that cornerstone, which is our behavior. Anything that challenges that cornerstone of your behavior, you'll sit there and buck up against. Every single time. I remember being in positions where I used to do that shit all the time. Remember last week, last week we talked about escapism, that coping mechanisms, the coping mechanisms and the escapisms. As long as you stay in a state of escape, you're always trying to escape shit. You're using different coping mechanisms. You're gonna stay cementing and aging that behavior. And remember I told you, your behavior, since it's been aged, fossilized in this sense, fossil fuel, you know, you can't get fuel from fossils, and you know there, and you sitting in that position, it creates a diamond. Remember it creates that diamond effect, This the, 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 the compound becomes a diamond effect. So it's a prism, so it does, this, so it does the dispersion of that going throughout your life. And that just creates every aspect of your life. It's just a copy of you. It's a copy of whatever, whatever stream of light or emotions or thoughts went through that stream of emotion. It created that aspect of your environment. I was so guilty of that shit. I mean, really sitting there with myself and putting myself in a position where I could always be hurt. Cause that's ultimately what you're doing. Until you fix that relationship with yourself, we don't build into this. Until you fix that relationship with yourself, every other relationship is null and void. Every other relationship is gonna repeat something. I can guarantee you that you've had six, you've had a string of relationships, or even if you had one relationship and you still hard, you still harboring on that one. There's aspects that happen within that relationship that cemented a certain behavior pattern. It's cemented to your trauma. Here goes the thing, and I'm, we don't, I'm dealing, we dealing with these layers based on emotional attachment. We talked about that on Friday during the lecture. There's a difference between emotional attachment and emotional projection, which causes emotional projection and vulnerability. This carbon copying is based on projection. That means the carbon copy is only as strong as the projection. 
the carbon copy is only going to be strong as the projection or the original copy. But after a while, that copy starts to fade. So you might go through a couple of good, you might go through these relationships that are all bad. And that unhealed aspect is the strongest point. You're going to get to a point where there's going to be a relationship that's going to challenge that. Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, gods and goddesses, that's your karmic relationship. And when I say karmic relationship, I'm not talking about a romantic relationship. A karmic relationship can very well be a friendship. Some of y'all are in a string of karmic relationships and don't even realize it. Some of y'all trauma bonds are actually karmic relationships. And the reason you can't catch on to it is because you cutting off friends left and right. And then you sitting there through emotional attachment, you're blaming it on them. You're blaming every relationship on them. You're blaming everything on them. Man, because they didn't know how real I was. They didn't know how, how rare I was and all of this good stuff. And I've talked about that in previous, uh, previous uh, episodes. But in reality, nah, that's, that, that wasn't it, sis. In reality, that wasn't it, bro. As you evolve into your truer self, you are unable to be copied because you are no longer an imprint. See, the reason that a lot of us get stuck in these emotional aspects with our lives is because we have not learned the original imprint. And I talked about that in cap. I talked about it before. We, we, you haven't learned the original imprint. Remember what you take into the space is what you must deal with. What you take into the space is what you must deal with. So if you go into a space hurt, you're going to face hurt. If you go into a space with doubt, you're going to face doubt. If you go into a space based on rejection, you're going to face rejection. That's the correspondence inside of that space, cause and effect. The cause is the same as the effect. That's the causation. A lot of us come into these spaces with ourselves and we don't want to deal with these aspects. And I'm going to give you another, I'm going to give you a major key. I remember when I first came into my healing to grab my bottle of water. I remember when I first went into my first levels of healing. First layers of shadow work. You ever had some water and that shit just tastes great? That shit just tasted great to my body. I'm that was great to my soul. That first layer of shadow work and you address the external first. Most of the times when we go into a space and we acknowledge shadow work, we usually deal with the external illusion first. Don't believe me? Look at the conscious community. I'm not that's why I ain't got yet. Look at the conscious community. Niggas have built entire narratives on the external shadow. Niggas have, we have built this mindset with ourselves of the external narrative. 
I talked about it Friday in the uh we're during the QA. I was we were sitting there I was like, yo, I haven't experienced racism consciously, knowingly since awakening. I've never experienced it. That's one of the questions that I had to ask. That's one of the questions on your questionnaire. Like, whenever you hear somebody saying things, this that carbine copy aspect that hurt derives from hurt. Usually the most avoidant point is the most external narrative, the most external anchor. The most avoidant point is usually the most external anchor. I remember getting my business uh, degree, getting my uh, associates in business. And I remember the conversations when I went back to around family and friends, people that I rocked with before that, and I wanted to build something. And I never could get everybody, I never could get everybody on board. There was always some type of reason. Even, I even went as far to the point where I was like, yo, I just need y'all because y'all have the experience on this and I got the experience with these numbers. Out front, y'all, y'all parts of the startup. And I don't even want it until after we have, until after we cycle through our first year of business, then y'all pay me back. They couldn't get past the paying me back part. Because in their minds, this is exactly what they said to me, in their minds, they were like, yo, but if we give you that bread back, won't you have more than us? I was like, no, bro, we'll break even. We're going into this even. I'm allowing you to, it's gonna be an allowance of us all raising up our cap, raising up our funds from the same point, cause we all going in even. And then I'm gonna take my payback. I'm gonna take the loan back. But then you'll have more than us. They can't get past that point. I'm saying it because of this. They use external narratives to explain their point. And then they use that narrative when they went back like, yeah, man, because I remember my man's like, he was gonna hook us up. And he was like, he wanted to get money back from us. Like they skipped the point that they didn't have any money. They skipped the point of not having any money. They skipped the offer based on the loan. And they were like, yo, he were all for going even, but after a year, we supposed to pay him, pay him some money, pay him extra since he started it. That wasn't even how, that wasn't even the conversation. I say that to say this, how many conversations are you having with yourself or with others and that not leading to anything? A lot of that times, cause you keep trying to copy and paste this same dumbass narrative, the same pattern.
a lot of your relationships would flourish if you allowed them to work for you and stop trying to make them work for you a lot of us get stuck in trying to make the relationship work to our trying to make the relationship work the way we want it to work instead of allowing it to work the way that it needs to work so we end up copying and pasting remember i was talking about those karmic relationships we find ourselves copying and pasting our relationships we take our behavior from the last relationship and we bring it to the next relationship the only things that we learn based on the bias because we're stuck in emotional attachment or a wound everything that we learned was based on a bias so now in this initial relationship where we were dismissed you were dismissed by your mother you were dismissed by your father you were dismissed by whatever like let's say a traumatic event happened you uh a family member or something in the hood or in the neighborhood happened and you tried to go tell your parents and your mother didn't believe you or your father didn't believe you or you told your mother about a boyfriend or you told your your your, your father about your uh his girlfriend or whatever because this happens this is very fucking common and they didn't believe you so they dismissed you now you carry that dismissing dismissive behavior into every relationship that you in so now since you carry this dismissive behavior in all of your forward being dismissive doing what you want staying in staying in your behavior now you're sitting there and when it comes time for you to deal with something like a conversation having that conversation and really hashing things out you're dismissive when everybody cooled down then you want to come back and apologize but the only reason you're apologizing is not based on submitting to learn you're 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 apologizing to dismiss the action that happened so it didn't happen you dismissed it that means you dismissing means removing from one space and miss pushing it into another space where does that go it goes into that behavior complex this is why some of y'all have these conversations and y'all are arguing and then what comes up in the argument even matters some of y'all are arguing hiding your fear inside of the argument like i talked about in the reading so if you have a fear if you're speaking from fear anger sadness you're you're worried about time you're worried about these aspects then guess what you're going to do when you put it into that argument you're going to put fear into the argument i don't care who you have a conversation with it's even when you're having when you're used to having this conversation with somebody that's based in fear and i learned this when you're used to having a conversation that's equal to fear or in the equivalent of fear that means they have fears they haven't dealt with and then you have fears that you haven't dealt with and y'all have a conversation that argument is two people talking to themselves both of y'all are putting fears into the car uh, argument so the argument is full of assumptions you reaching out you reaching way over here for some information or reaching way over here all you can do in the key aspects of that space because you ain't learned anything is pull from the back 
or pull from the beginning or pull from way back in the past. But why are you pulling from the past? Because you stuck in the past. That's why it's so easy. I remember having whole, I remember having whole conversations and I remember always going back to like, and this is from a wounded complex for me. And I remember always going back to, I told you that in confidence or that's why I don't have conversations with people. Cause every time I open up, these motherfuckers want to hurt me. And I noticed that was a common narrative in all of my behaviors. And then one of the things that I really had to learn was I wasn't having, I wasn't having a conversation. I wasn't communicating from a space of vulnerability. I was arguing from a space of hurt. Even if they did something in that current state that hurt me, or I felt like it hurt me, I would always react or it would always be a state of overreaction inside of the space and since i didn't understand i was overreacting because remember that wound was already present the reason they were able to you cut go inside of this wound is because the wound was already present it was already present that's why i noticed like i had i, I remember i would argue with certain people and then I would wait for the reaction. And if I didn't get the reaction I wanted, and this is where we get into this space of, if a man doesn't want a woman or doesn't a woman don't want a man, that's when you get that aspect of like, that's why you ugly and that's why you, you dick little and that's why you pussy stink and all these dumbass arguments we have with ourselves, trying to cut them. That's a, that you're, ex, you're extending emotional wounds. You don't have, all you're doing is assuming at that point. As long as you're in a hurt position with yourself, you will always find a reason to try to hurt others. And if you don't find a reason to hurt others, you go around other individuals that are hurt. Your conversation changes once your conversation changes with yourself. Once you acknowledge your patterns, you start to see the patterns in others. The patterns have always been present. I remember having whole conversations and I'm like listening to people and from a space of me being hurt, the only reason I was in that space was to see that hurt is because we all agreed it was based on trauma bonding. So all of us sitting in a, all of us sitting in a, living room all of us sitting at a bar all of us sitting somewhere and everybody sitting there gossiping talking about their problems but nobody at the table talking about their solutions i can't sit at tables where niggas don't talk about solutions go listen to the new jay and uh the new Nas and jay song sorry not sorry i refuse to sit around anybody that ain't bringing a solution to the table that's outside of bias I refuse to go back through that pattern. I don't care who it is. I no longer submit. I no longer submit or allow myself to dismiss my emotional learning or my emotional maturity based on the old narrative that family is family. Blood is blood. I no longer submit to that train of thought. 
I don't care if you are my uncle that I rock with and grew up with. Once I've acknowledged the toxic aspects and the trauma bonds and the emotional wounds and my emotional maturity and I've healed myself and brought myself into a position of healing. If I come to you and I disclose and I say, yo, you're hurting and I we have a conversation and I set the tone and I set the standard. These are the things that you may need to deal with. Give you those suggestions. If you don't want to rock with that, I can't rock with you. This is how we break this carbon imprint that we try to put ourselves in. A lot of times we keep ourselves in these positions because we're still trying to take the pieces of our current life and put them into that space. You cannot build in the space where you were hurt at. I don't care what you try to do. I cannot go, I can't do, I use an example. I can't do what I'm doing at my mother's house or my cousin's house. Because it would always, because it would come from a bias. I can't do certain things that I do now around certain people. And I had to really get into the mindset of that. Like, it's okay. I have to make this decision. And this decision may, this decision may make me feel some type of way. But I need to make this decision because the decision is based in my growth. I must acknowledge this pattern or else I'm going to be locked in time. When I started acknowledging and removing these layers of my life, a lot of shit started to change. Some things were immediate. Some things were immediate. That means they were visible at first. And then other things were changing as I kept going forward. You can't, and I, I tell people all the time, like once you get into this shadow work, you can't stop this process. I don't care what else you do. I don't care what book you read, how many lectures you grab, how many beads you cop, how many candles you burn, all that shit. If you're not doing the shadow work, none of that other shit matter. I talked about it Friday. I said it on Friday. I was like, that vulnerability aspect that you need into your life, that vulnerability is going to help you stop spinning. Basically, you sitting out here that's basically spinning for pennies. You still going to the same, you still going to the same avenues and the same hangout spots and the same spaces in your life. And as you're going there, the value seems to be less and less and less. It seems to be able to hold your attention less and less and less. I remember, and this is just reality of it. As you start to expand your expand your psyche, stretch your mind out, it can never go back to the original dimensions. This is why a lot of y'all, this is when Bobby Hemmett was always talking about empty home, full mind and full mind no full mind empty house and full house empty mind because you expand in this space 
and then you want to keep filling it with more stuff but the first process to this what happens is as you expand your mind first thing that happens when you become aware is you become constricted because now you are face to face with your shadow and now this is when we go through the dark night of the soul a whole lecture on dark night of the soul you go through the dark night of the soul now you feel constricted here's the key to understanding when you feel constricted look at the space you feel constricted in and why you feel constricted there And it's one thing you got to look at. A lot of us feel judged, but am I really being judged? Or am I just still judging my, or or are the shadows or the remnants aspect are the things that I used to judge myself on coming to the surface? My karmic debts are coming to the surface. And now it's time for me to pay these debts. And in the old spaces where I was at, where I'm just basically spends for pennies on the dollar, it's not, it, 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 that amount doesn't cover my debts anymore. It never did. But we don't get into that right after I flip this tape over. We'll be right back. Thank you for choosing the God Our Podcast. But yeah, the only thing worse than just copying the pattern and not adjusting it is in repeating these actions. If we don't learn the lessons, the only value is the behavioral stimulation to feed our hesitation to actually change. I call that, that's that spins for pennies. The longer that we stay inside of a space that keeps forming the narrative of the behavior that feeds our doubt, that feeds our insecurity, that feeds us into this mindset, the longer that we spend at less and less value. The longer we spend at less and less value. It's kind of like listening to a classic album or a classic record, even to like, you listen at the golden age, and then that shit still hit. It's like listening to Reasonable Doubt, I don't know about all of y'all, some, for some of us, and that shit still hits today. It's like listening to certain things and the value still hits today as if it came out today. That's how you know your true purpose and value. But a lot of times we put ourselves into this space where we're dependent upon the stimulation of the reaction or to the behavior to keep us in a certain space. It's like one foot in and one foot out. You'll go back and forth. One foot in, one foot out. That means you'll have one foot in your shadow work and you still got another part of you that's still trying to stay in this light over here. Not trying to adjust. You're still stuck in this pattern over here. 
So whenever your shadow work gets hard, you revert back to your own pattern, old pattern. When the conversation's not going the right way, you revert back to your old pattern. The key is, whenever it's not going your way, to address why it's not going your way in facing the old pattern. Because that guess what it's doing? It's forcing you to face the old pattern. Every conversation that you've ever had forced you to face an old pattern. But because of our mindsets are stuck in this enabling or this crutch-like mindset, we'll go back over there and try to live in that damn shit. We'll try to live in it. That means something happened to you. Let's say something happened to you you don't agree with. What's the first thing you're going to go try to pull up? I remember doing it all the time. I was a, I was a serial killer when it came to doing that shit. Being really, really cutthroat. And when I didn't have... When I didn't have anything to use, I would throw out shit that I knew would permanently hurt somebody. I'm going to give you the real aspects of when you really are in a space and an aptitude of really balance. There, that, that shit don't exist. There's no way in my mind that if I'm really in a space and this is some shit that we got to deal with as a collective individually with yourself there should be no reason for you to sit there and say some shit because the shit you say out of frustration what you really mean in real life real shit what you say out of frustration is what you really mean remember they always say babies drunk people and old people always tell the truth old people that are always frustrated drunk people that are emotional so they're in an emotional space and babies they don't yeah what you say when you're frustrated is what you really mean what you say when you're upset is what you really mean the only thing you can do from there is change the behavior the only way you can do, only thing you can do from there is change in behavior. And what I talked about earlier on in that carbon copying based on the dismissing a thought, a lot of us have not learned vulnerability, as I said before. A lot of us have not learned vulnerability or what true vulnerability is. We've learned how to dismiss thought. It looks like something like you have an argument or you feel some type of way about something. You going through some shit. And then you have a conversation and you say some things in the heat of a battle, the heat of the argument. And then you go back later on after everything's cooled down and you try to omit that that happened. You want to wait for somebody to say something to you. And if they don't say anything to you, you think you're in the clear. And then the worst thing about it is they waiting like this is what happened because I used to do this shit all the time. I will wait. I will wait. I will wait. I will call myself like, yeah, I accept your apology. But here's the key. In accepting an apology, it's a two-part process. Accepting an apology or you apologizing to yourself 
is you're acknowledging that you are going to change your behavior. It means you're going to change your behavior. So if I'm going into spaces where I'm used to, I need the reaction to live, even if I'm in a relationship, because I was in relationships at the time, even when I change, even when my behavior changed in a relationship or their behavior changed, I still needed that stimulation. I wasn't used to somebody being the direct and actually changing. And this is where the manipulation comes along. I wasn't used to motherfuckers like really changing their behavior based in their apology. Like they legit, I wasn't talking about like they, they, they covered it up. They really changed their behavior. They really addressed it in themselves. They brought it back to the table. Like you were right. I'm used to this happening. The conversation we had, it changed my perspective. And I really looked in deep into myself and changed my behavior. I wasn't used to that shit. I was not used to it. So in my space, I still needed things to stimulate me to hesitate to trusting them. My trusting them had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with me. My trust issues had nothing to do with them. They had everything to do with me. I, Papa Lucifer, am letting you know your trust issues have nothing to do with them. They have 90% of the time, they have everything to do with you. And I'm going to give you the reason why it has everything to do with you and why you, and until you acknowledge it, you're going to keep spinning that broken record in that motherfucking space, trying to get some, trying to get some value out of it. Put it like this. I remember being in spaces. And I had heavy trust wounds. I remember being in spaces, getting a whole damn argument, getting a whole argument. And I picked them. I picked them where I picked them from. And I remember using what they told me. I remember using shit that they told me. I remember one time I was in a relationship, Shorty cheated on her man. And she told me, she told me that she cheated. She told me the reason that she cheated. It was based in a biased thought because it was a lesson I needed to learn. She told me what she did and I held that against her. The only thing that I said, well, I'm not him, so I ain't got nothing to worry about. I dismissed it. I didn't go deeper. I dismissed it. I still have rejection issues. This is understanding the. This is understanding the 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 the, the chemical process that's creating this behavior, that that keeps that behavior sustaining. So she tells me this in confidence. She tells me this in confidence. I listen. My eye right, cool. She told. I was like. What did he do? Well, he did this and he did this and he did this and he did this. 
And a lot of the things I was still doing. Her trust issues, which led her to do her thing, was based on everybody else doing that to her. So she finally flipped, she finally flipped the script. So by the time she came to me, I ain't never did it before. But since she ain't dealt with those issues, what you bring into the relationship is what you gotta face. When I started not, well, I wasn't even doing those things, never did those things. But because of my lifestyle, my lifestyle has always been on the, my lifestyle has always been, I'm doing something. If I'm in a space and before that, in that space, and it was based in avoidance, what was once based in avoidance and escapism is now structured as my, in my life. And I've learned how to balance it. So in that space, I was like, I wasn't giving her the time that she, I wasn't giving her the attention that she required, but her attention that she required was based on emotional attachment. And since I wasn't dealing with my feelings, guess what I did? I dismissed her feelings. So I dismissed all the times for us to learn. Dismissed all the times for her to learn. So automatically she's thinking that I'm out doing dirty things, doing all these things. All of these wounds start coming up. I'm not dealing with the wounds that I had to deal with. So I'm dismissive of her wounds. She's dismissing my wounds. Before you know it, our arguments are really cutthroat. She's saying shit about me. I'm saying shit about her. She's telling everybody. She's telling everything. She's telling all her friends all the negative shit. I'm sitting here not, I don't, I'm not fucking with you. I don't tell people negative things and anything negative is going on in a relationship. So like, basically what ended was the relationship ended. The only reason that the relationship thrived was because of that negative ass bullshit. We both came in with negative aspects. So we always call ourselves, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to say that. I was just upset. And then I go blame it on, I was just stressed out about work. I'm stressed out about this. Instead of really telling the truth, like I'm upset. I'm mad, I'm upset, I'm disheartened. And I'm triggered. You doing the things that you're doing is triggering my disheartening. I wasn't, we, I wasn't, we weren't having true conversations. And then when I came into a space where I was having healthy conversations, I didn't know how to deal with it. So I had to keep things around me. These are those anchors to keep my record spinning. Because she was this, it's time for you to play a new record. It's time for us to have new patterns. So I'm like, since I'm in the dismissive state, this is the key. Since I'm in the dismissive state, I'm no, I'm I'm not dealing with the issues. I'm omitting them from the situation. And as long as she was inside of the space, as long as I had certain friends, I could dismiss certain aspects. And this is what a lot of us do. As long as everything is in a happiness or providing a happiness or providing an escape, that's really what it is. I didn't have to deal with the issues. But since I didn't understand 
that I was projecting coming from, I was living in a projection. I still needed other individuals around me that were broken records. So they could tell me the same exact story over and over and over again. Every fucking time. So in order for me to stay around them and to connect to them, I needed to have negative inside of myself. So I needed to cultivate my negative. So now I'm in a relationship, now I'm in relationships and now I'm having, now I'm noticing that we're arguing, but the only reason we're arguing is so I can escape. A lot of us do that. I've used to, I, I've, I've talked to clients and do that shit all the time. Like I remember being in a space where like, instead of acknowledging their feelings, I would dismiss the entire thing. You're crazy, you're this, you're that and that. And I was feeding them because they already believed that to themselves. That's why they, that's why they never really said something. But let me tell you about now. I listen, I respond, I provide, I protect. I protect the energy inside of the space. I provide the knowledge inside of the space. That's what I'm truly supposed to do. Everything else is a byproduct of that. Until I learn how to do that for myself, I couldn't do it for other people. Until you learn how to provide and protect your own energy, you can't provide that to anybody else. Until you learn how to nurture and guide your energy, you can't do that to anybody else. Everything else is a is an external anchor that you get stuck to. A lot of us got stuck to these external anchors. I was looking at a, a post on Facebook today that said it. And they were talking about the narrative of uh, women saying they need a real man or whatever. And I'm looking into the comments because all my beloved queens and friends relationship all that was they all gave me the, they all gave me the juice like it's all in the comments i'm looking at the comments and it's nothing but projection everybody projecting their own ideal their own thought process they're all and i can tell this a projection you can tell you're using projections because it's always we they you there's never an i or a me you will be able to tell when you are projecting because it's never me or an I. It will be my, we, they, you, us, them, they. Those are some key identifiers when somebody is projecting. You got to listen to the conversation. If I come to you and say, I'm not scared of shit, I fear nothing. I do not live in fear. I live in love. I live in the dark, beautiful embrace of love. And in every conversation that we have is, are you scared of something? I know that you're projecting. An assumption is a projection. I know that you're projecting. I know that you're projecting because I used to do the same exact shit. I remember having conversations like what you scared of something and in reality it was my it was i was i was implementing my fear into i was implementing my fear into the conversation 
I wanted to feed. It's real shit. Like you do it all the well, you do it all the time, sometimes unconsciously. You'll do it in a biased ass conversation. You'll do it in a biased ass conversation with a homegirl or a homeboy all the time. You'll do that shit all the time with a biased conversation with a homeboy all the time or a homegirl all the time. Girl, he might just I, I think he's scared. Girl, don't feel bad like that. My man's scared too. He said, I got to do some things, but I know what it really is. He's scared. Here's the thing about honoring thoughts. If I give you my undivided feelings on what I believe you should do or what, if I give you suggestions on what I feel you should do in order for us to reach to a certain space, when you come back to the conversation and based on the depth, this is, this is understanding and removing these layers when I come to, when, when this is how you're going, this is how you're going to win. Sister, sis, bruh, I'm going to give you the game to how to win. When they bring it to the table, acknowledge and honor what they are saying. Do the things on that list. But before you do the things on that list, ask for clarification so you can now have comprehension in the conversation. A lot of our conversations that we are having with individuals, they're only based on surface level content. So if I'm only talking based on surface level content, that means every time that I go into a space, I ask for clarification. What does this really mean? I feel that you are trying to say something, but you're, I feel that you are still, I feel that you are projecting and you're still not saying what you truly need to say. Is it really me or is it something that you have not dealt with that you want to talk about? Always bring a state of offense to the table. The worst thing that we do a lot of time in our conversations is that we come in based on defense, i.e. fear. So since we come into the conversation based on a defensive stance, i.e. fear, we lead the conversation and we look for the stimuli that is going to allow us to keep living inside of that fear. When you come into a conversation based on vulnerability, that means in the love narrative, that means to understand, that it means to be open, that it mean, means to be truthful, that means to be able to learn, that means to be able to teach. The conversation is a lot different. But the key to this, the key to this conversation is the primary conversation that you are having with yourself first. That means <clears throat> the conversation that you have with yourself from an unhealed perspective because sisters, we y'all do this shit a lot. Y'all do this whole thing a lot. Brothers, y'all do this shit too. But I want to start with our sisters first. Queens, goddesses, when y'all do this shit and you feel like you had a whole conversation in your head and you filled them into certain spaces, you got to make sure that you're not putting them in spaces that have nothing to do with them. That means the conversation that you had with yourself who are you listening to when you're having that conversation? 
are you having that conversation with that shadow or that ego? Because that conversation is going to match. I'm going to give you the keys and we're going to break down and synthesize this. That conversation that you're having with yourself before you go have that conversation with your man or your homeboy or your homegirl. The conversation that you have with yourself is the most important conversation. That means the conversation that you need to have with yourself, you need to learn how to tell yourself no. The conversation that you have with yourself, you need to learn to tell yourself no. If you're, and this is the key, if you're always telling yourself no in your conversations, it's time to tell yourself yes. This is how you're gonna deal with doubt. This is how you're gonna deal with the insecurity. This is how you're gonna deal with the rejection. If every time you have a conversation with yourself is based on no's, guess what you're going to go outside and do? You're going to look for yeses. If you're always having conversations where you're always telling yourself yes, you're always going to look, you're always going to expire to go look for no's in other conversations. That way you would always stay in a state of hesitation. If you're always in a conversation based on emotional, based on behavior and reaction, the moment that you go into a conversation that is based on response, that means they're going to inform you, they're going to teach you, you're gonna learn something, you're always going to hesitate to have that conversation. That's because the primary conversation, that's because the primary conversation that you're having is based on you trying to be right. That means the primary conversation that you're trying to have is always based on you being right. If you're always telling yourself yes, guess what? It's time to tell yourself. That's why I said it's time to tell yourself no. <coughs> if the conversation that you're having, if the conversation that you're having is based on someone always saying yes to you. It's time to address that conversation because that's giving you no growth. That's giving you no discomfort. It's keeping you in a state of hesitation. You're dependent upon that reaction. You're spinning your record in a space where you know you're going to get some play. You know, spinning that same old sob story going to get you some play. You know spinning that same old sob story gonna get you some play. But the moment that you meet the motherfucker that, and I remember being in my first relation, I remember being in my first, my karmic relationship. And that karmic relationship taught me how to say no. That karmic relationship taught me how to say no. That shit, blew my fucking mind when it taught me to say no I remember she was I remember we were at the end of the relationship and she was always angry and like she had all these issues that she wasn't dealing with and they were all coming to the surface and I really started dealing with my uh, wounds my mother issues my pops the issues with family and I started working with my issues and then in those conversations I was saying no more and being able to and I was able to enunciate and speak my thoughts clearly in that space. So then when 
it came back and she was coming back into the picture and she didn't deal with a lot of things i remember i was sitting in i was sitting in the apartment i was sitting sitting in the apartment and i was sitting on the bed in my room because i was in the townhouse at the time i was sitting upstairs in the room i remember she came in and she was angry and she was like cursing and mad and all this stuff and i remember i just said no I was so calm and so cool and so collected. And I said, no. That shit drove her batshit fucking crazy. It took her anger to the next level. She stormed out. She stormed out. Later on, she came back. She was like, I'm not taking my name off the lease. I was like, all right, cool. I'll take my name off. She was like, all right, cool. I was like, I bet. Took my name off the lease. Got my stuff packed up that I could pack up. And I moved it to a hotel. That was my first day of not having a place to stay. But I learned something about that space. That space was created off of avoidance and escapism. That space was created off of avoidance, escapism, emotional attachments, and all of these wounds. The only way that I could deal with my wounds, start continue dealing with my healing, was removing myself from that said space. I was homeless for uh about two and a half months i was homeless had no place to stay i was in and out of hotels after that like i lost my job based on bs that she spun up in there i lost my job had no place to stay but i can tell you while i was homeless it was some of the best weeks and days it was the best two months of my entire life at that point in time. I had removed all anchors that I viewed as responsibilities that helped me escape. I removed all anchors that gave me this false sense, but it were really coping mechanisms. So when it came time for me to get my, when I really, when everybody started, when, my old boss reached out and he had an apartment over his uh, garage and I stayed there and then I got a new job. When I went into that space, I was renewed. That was my dark night of the soul. When I got into that space, that was me learning the rest of my lessons. And then that led me into understanding and looking at my stained wax. And after this break, we don't get into that stained wax. Thank you for choosing the God out. Yeah, we back, we back, we back. But we just talked about the worst aspects of us coming into that space with ourselves about the carbon copy. You keep trying to copy them patterns. 
stay within those aspects. I just told you the aspect of understanding why it's so important for you to do this work because the important aspects of doing this work until you truly do this work, you're going to keep your whack. It's going to be this state of staying wax. It's the process of these hesitations to grow, leave these impurities in the memory that when they're heated from the distortion and the longer that we stay in that distorted narrative, the longer we avoid that narrative of healing, the more broken we sound. I hear it time and time again from like just being stuck within that record pattern to myself. This conversation that I continuously keep having with myself to keep trying to tell myself yes when I need to be telling myself no. And then everything in my space got to tell me yes or I'm used to things in my space telling me no so I can just stay within the same narrative. It's all based on the conversation that you're having with yourself. So I noticed that for me being in that position, being where I was at, I was comfortable with motherfuckers telling me no. Because I always told myself yes. I always told myself yes. But the truth about my yes is my yes was only based on doing what the fuck I thought I wanted. Here's the key. You ain't doing what the fuck you want. You think you are. By all means, think that you're doing exactly what you want. By all means. But in reality, you're really not. That's one of the hardest things that I had to face. Is I really wasn't doing whatever I wanted. I was dependent upon my emotions to set the tone to how I lived. That's basically all I was doing. I was basing my life. I was basing my life on this thought process. So I'm moving around, I'm talking, I'm I'm saying that I'm doing things and I'm acting in a certain way, but really I was only acting out from the hurt. So I, the longer that I stay playing this tune, the longer that I can sound hurt. And for some people that are uh, in that avoidment wound, they're used to getting, I remember there was this saying, there was, remember there was this post, uh, like it was like this quote I saw a long time ago. And it said, some people enjoy, do not want to fix themselves because they enjoy the attention that they get from being broken. To me, that's soulless motherfuckers. Motherfuckers that are stuck in those behaviors, stuck in that timeline based in those behaviors, those are the motherfuckers that you got to get away. You, those are the motherfuckers that you got to stay away from. Those are the motherfuckers you, those are the motherfuckers that you really got to stop dealing with. A lot of times we put ourselves into these positions based on this thought process of if I stay long enough, then they'll be okay. They'll heal because I'm healing. No, that's not how your healing works, period. Your healing is meant for you. Your work, you've been assigned. Your lessons are meant for you. You can't keep trying to go back in this savior aspect and trying to save your family. They're not your family. They're not in the positions that you think that they were in. They were put into those positions so you can learn the lessons that you need to learn. One of the things that I really had to learn was, and I've, I'm, yeah, one of the things that 
I really had to learn was when it came to healing my mother wounds, I had to accept that my mother was not the mother that I thought she was. My mother was never going to be the mother that I wanted her to be. She was never going to be that mother. My pops was never going to be the pops that I wanted him to be. He was not going to be, they were not going to be this leave it to beaver, this, this step-by-step family matters, uh, Huxtable family that I wanted them to be. They weren't going to be that. I had to accept what they were and see them for what they were in order to truly see my wounds. The more that I got into dealing with my wounds, when I kept going back, when I then when I went to go look at them, I saw their wounds. I saw their wounds. Here's the key of me seeing their wounds. Shit hurt. Cause I'm like, she's just hurting. She just needs some attention. Her inner child hurting. And I would see the wounds. My conversations with them change because I no longer needed anything. This that stained wax. I can hear them. I can hear the projections. Relationships, friendships change. I can hear their projections. I can hear when they were actually projected, but I had to deal with my shadow first. Until you deal with your shadow, you're not going to be able to see what you need to see. Go see They Live. Go see Mad Max. Go see any movie talking about shadow that is in depth with a psychological thriller talking about shadow work. Go see Black Box. All these movies tell you the same damn narrative. If you don't deal with your issues or the things that you need to deal with, Somebody else going to deal with them for you. I, I I had to learn in mastering and ownership of my emotions. Until I learned how to master my emotions, I was a slave to every relationship. I always called myself trying to do more than I needed to do. I wanted to give them all the love in the world. I put them before me. mother wound I wanted to put them before me acceptance wound father of fraternal wound I want to be the I want to be the best friend in them ever sibling wound for leaving so early one of my biggest wounds were that created a lot of my friendships were based in when I left the house and I left them to have to deal. I left them in the house of the trauma. I couldn't do anything. The apology I had to tell myself is like, I didn't have the resources or the means to do it. The second layer was like, the second layer for me was, I couldn't take them where I was going because their behaviors, they were stuck within certain behaviors. They developed behaviors in that shit. I didn't I was I didn't deal with my behaviors yet, so how the hell am I gonna deal with anybody else's? That's one of the realest things that you gotta deal with. Even up to the point if you got kids. If you have children and you have not dealt with your traumas and your wounds, 
you're going to be your kids are going to inherit your traumas and your wounds if you have not dealt with your internal wounds your kids are going to inherit those behaviors they're going to feel the same way they're going to feel the same way that you did in equivalent to how what happened to you when you happened at that age think about it really think about it really think about it that's how it repeats itself that's how we repeat these cycles that's how you sit here repeating that damn cycle your emotional issues that you didn't deal with at age 11 and 12 and 13 that became the catalyst for them to act the way that they're acting that lack of respect and the lack of love and the lack of attention that you ain't giving yourself that's why you're that's why your your daughter and your son running around doing what they doing. They only acting out how you acted out. They only avoiding based on your avoidance. Someone go, I, I already, someone gonna be like, oh my God, Lucifer talking about fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck them kids. If you're not doing the internal work for yourself and providing the ownership mentality of understanding your emotions, you're naturally saying, fuck your kids. Somebody had to tell y'all that shit. The spirit told me to tell y'all that. You're saying, fuck your kids automatically. Real shit. Y'all sitting here every fucking day, not dealing with the shit that you need to deal with and your children suffer. For that, you not dealing with the fuck you need to deal with, and you think I'm not hurting anybody. If you have children, you're hurting them. It ain't about you no more. That's why that anchor was placed there. Y'all thought these the kid was a gift? No, the kid was an anchor, something you needed to deal with. You want respect. You got to get that shit to yourself first. You want love. You got to get that shit to yourself first. You playing the same old broken record. I didn't get love when I was little. But you got the choice to give yourself love now. I didn't get no attention when I was little. So now you stuck on the attachment based on not getting any attention. So now you act out. The behavior makes you act out. You want to argue. You want to be cutthroat. I did that shit. I was running around in my damn wounds all the fucking time. I ran around in my wounds half the goddamn time of my fucking adult career trying to get attention. Shorty gave me some attention. I'm like, all right, cool. Shorty gave me some, Shorty gave us attention, Los. Yay, let's go. Let's give her, let's give her whatever she wants as long as she gives us attention. Not alone, the only way she gave me attention was because as long as I gave her what she wanted, she gave me attention. But the moment that I didn't give her the attention, I didn't get what I wanted. So then flip on the flip side, the moment that I wouldn't get what I wanted, I stopped giving them attention or correction. The moment they didn't give me what I wanted, 
I stopped giving them attention or and vice versa. The moment that they didn't give me what I wanted, I stopped giving them attention. This horrible ass cycle that you living in. Some of y'all have been in relationships for past the level, past the common law. And the only thing you guys have in common is that y'all both have emotional wounds that y'all have not dealt with. Some of y'all are breaking for this, this common link, a connection. But remember, what you go into that space with, what you got to face, until you face those aspects, you can't go any further forward. Some of y'all are stuck in the relationship not going past three, four years. Some of y'all are stuck in relationships not going past two years. Every relationship that I've had has lasted past five years. First having that relationship, the things that bonded that relationship was trauma. The things that ended that relationship was me healing my traumas. Every fucking time. Somebody wasn't wanting to heal. Therefore, somebody had to leave. That's your friendships. Somebody gonna heal and somebody ain't. Deal with it. Get uncomfortable with it. Sit with that thought. That bond you got with your family members, your sister, your brother, Start really fucking healing. That bond is not going to last. Get sit with that. Sit with that. Stop trying to save the relationship. Stop trying to save that family. Stop trying to save that family bond. That family attachment. The relate. Stop trying to save that relation based in the trauma. Do your work. Take that time. Do your work. If it's meant to be, trust the process. Let go of it. If it's meant to come to that level, when they are ready, guess what you can provide? The example. You've been half-assing yourself, spinning for them fucking pennies, spinning that same broken record, not having those conversations. You trying to go into the same space where the shit happened and trying to have that conversation. It ain't going to work there. They got to come up here. They ain't willing to come up here. You got to leave them where they at. A lot of dead lay with the dead. They're aging to trauma. The agents of trauma. That's why when you started your healing process, they started acting funny anyway. The moment you started doing better in your life, they started acting funny anyway. Sometimes, for a lot of us, I remember for a lot of times for myself, when I really started doing better with my life, it was me going back over there. Because every time they called me, it was the... Here's the thing. I kept going back over there. This is what I kept doing. I kept going back over there. So since I kept going back over there, 
I kept getting the same result by going back over there. When they came to me, it was the same conversation. When I started healing, going into my healing work, my shadow work, dealing with myself, gaining that knowledge of myself and applying it, I noticed their conversation was still the same. But I noticed my vantage point was different. So when my mother, my sisters, friends would ask me for money at that point, instead of me getting upset, because at first I would get irritated as hell. That's the first wave. I started getting irritated as fuck. And then I started asking questions. I was like, where did all the money go from their taxes? Where did all their money go from that settlement? Where did all that money go from that job that they're working? Where all her baby daddy money going from all the dope he say he's selling? Where's all this shit going? And then I started realizing it. They didn't have any emotional literacy. So they damn sure didn't have any financial literacy. Their emotional literacy was only based on a lack mindset. So if their emotional literacy is only based on a lack mindset, then their financial literacy is only based on a lack mindset. So it don't matter what I go tell them, I can go give them the game of how to open up checking accounts and checking accounts and do stocks and all that shit. Cause at the time this was before cryptocurrency really hit. All that shit can happen. I can give them all, I can give them all the keys. Tell them how to start businesses and all that shit. But it'll do me no good to give them any of that. I had an example of that in pocket with my mother. So if they're not ready for that, then what am I really doing? Nothing but putting more, adding more distortion to my record. Cause that's all I was doing. I was doing it based on the behavior to still act the same way. So I could sit there cause I still had something to prove. I still had wounds I had to deal with. Dive, 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 dive deeper into my wounds. What wound I got to deal with? What residuals is left on my heart so I can open up to this full path? The next level is for me to let go. I was the only one holding on to the string. You remember when you were little? I don't know if y'all did it. I remember when we, me and my brother did it. When we had walkie-talkies. Matter of fact, it was like a walkie-talkie. I gave them the walkie-talkie and they were tuned into the frequency on my walkie-talkie. But like, you know, when you get too far, even when you get too far with walkie-talkies, the frequency start, the, the frequency uh, goes out. That's where I was at. I not only was too far away but my frequency had changed. But I was holding on to the devices of hope. I was still holding on to the devices that my wounds created. I had to let go of those devices. Because those devices, the devices that I was holding on to based on what created in the wound that's what gave them their that's what gave them their that's what gave them access to me that was the last strand that i had to take away i had to clip the cord i re, i was rebirthed 
I was trying to hold on to the umbilical cord. I was reborn. I was in a new space. I was in a new mindset. So now it was time for me to actually step up out of my cocoon. Step up out, step up out of the womb and accept my rebirth. That's going to be your key. A lot of times we stay stuck within these spaces for the fear that what are we going to do next? I'm going to tell you what you're going to do next. You're going to find your purpose. You can't find your purpose over there. Your purpose ain't over there. Your purpose is over here. If your purpose is to be a healer, then you're going to learn to be a, you're going to open up to the spaces of being a healer. Stop going in these positions that you, you're, you have not quantified the qualities to work on that. This is why I tell certain people like, if you have family members and you know they need healing work, do not do it yourself because you will face it with the bias. Allow someone from the outside to do it. After they get the initial work, then you can go in and drop in a couple jewels. But stop trying to do it yourself. This, if it's not meant for you. My mom, she ain't called me back since. She's still dealing with the fuck she's dealing with. And I'm cool as hell with that. I know something bad was to happen because my grandmother would hit me up. She hit me down. She hit me with the download. You got to trust this process. That's your key. You got to trust this process. You ain't trusting the process. The process ain't going to work. You ain't got faith in the process. The process ain't going to work. I still acknowledge them for what they did for me. And I'm thankful for that. I thank them for everything that they've done. This is going to be your key. Friends, family, you got to thank them for what they did. Thank them for what they thank them for what they helped you through. But you got to go forward. Ain't no might be, ain't no but. Tell them you got to go forward. If you know somebody need that, if you know somebody, like for example, if you know your, you know, if you know you need to do your healing work, and the thing that's distracting you from doing your getting into yourself and dealing with yourself is a family member. You gotta acknowledge that shit. You gotta be like, hey, bro. Right now, I need to focus on me. I love you. Always got love for you, but right now I got to do some work on me. Take this same time and do that work on you. I can't make you do the work. All I can do is give you this suggestion, but I got to do some work on me. You need to do some work on you. When the time comes, we'll come back together and we can hash out some things. But for right now, I need to do some work on me. I'm losing sleep. I'm avoiding conversations. I'm messing up my relationships. Where I'm at right now, this is a good space. I need to do, I need, I need to accept the work that's coming into this space. When I started saying, I remember when I had that conversation with myself. Me and me and good, me and Carlos sat down. I was like, yo, Carlos, 
we gotta do some shit. We gotta we, we gotta sit down with ourselves and have this conversation. And this conversation is very important. I appreciate you for everything that you work through with everything and the information that you had. But there's about to be some new streams of work. There's gonna be some new work coming to the table. And I gotta break this down. I'm gonna take this path on. I want you to relax. I want you to I want you to I want you to relax. I want you to let go. I want you to release. The work that's coming to the table is gonna help us release. It's gonna put us in a better space. That's your precursor. I talked about precursors on Friday. That's your precursor. What are you gonna do with it? The moment that you say that you love yourself, what are you about to do with that energy? That's how you start invoking this new energy in your life. I want you to be the best. I desire you to be the fucking best. We don't close this out after we get done with this plug talk. Thank you for choosing the God album. Welcome, 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 welcome to a. Welcome to the. God Talk Plug Talk. You know, it's where I keep you intact with everything that's going on in the world of Gothical Alchemist. As you heard in the reading, go ahead and book that reading, that consultation, natal chart analysis, spiritual baths, spiritual cleansings, all types of good stuff. GothicalAlchemistLLC.com. Or you can inbox me at Facebook. That's Rock Calling Aegis. You can DM me at Papa underscore Lucy. 666 that's on Instagram Join me on TikTok at Papa Lucy Zombie To get Every bit of the information As it comes down So we can learn how to do the healing process Last week On the God of Co-Alka On our YouTube channel We got into our Got into the bag And we dealt with that wishful master Understanding the difference between emotional attachment and true vulnerability and learning how to master our emotions on that level. Got real deep. Talked about assets, liabilities, got that. And that reminded me of the Co-Alchemy Secret Society. First retreat's coming up. Y'all stay tuned for more information on that. What up? This week, we're going to be getting into turning of the chief. The power of true submission. The power of true submission. We're getting into that this Friday. But I want you to be the fucking best. I want you to tap into that greatest aspect of yourself and it involves really doing that healing work. So, yeah. Get that shadow work consultation in. Get that reading for that clarity. There's no excuse for you to start. There's no excuse for you to start. Stop stopping yourself. Uh, what else? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want you to, um, yeah. You know, Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we get into that, ooh, God Hour Show. IG Live. I will be trying to put it on Facebook and IG at the same time. Still working on that. We'll get that up there soon. But yeah, I want you 
you have a product, you have a service, you want to do a build on a podcast, hit me up at Seth Carlo Nijis, S-E-T-C-A-R-L-O-N-E-G-U-S at gmail.com. And once again, I wanted to say I appreciate all the support. Whether you becoming a monthly patron, you're hitting me up about sponsorship. I got to go through those emails now. And whatever that you do, I want you to be the fucking best. Stay tuned for the close-up. I love you. We love us. Our chef. And we, and we, and we, and we back to end this out. Woo! In my mind, the Pitbull thing played in my mind. I don't know why. But yeah, Pitbull played in my head. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I want you to be the fucking best. I'm a, I'm a, I can't stop saying that enough. I want you to be the fucking best. The only way to be the fucking best is to understand these aspects that we keep repeating in our lives to try to keep ourselves safe. I don't like being safe anymore. The difference between safety and comfort. Safety is in my growth. Comfort is in my detriment. Safety is in your growth. As I say, I'm about to play with my cards. I love playing with my cards. Safety is in your growth. Safety is in your growth. Death is in your comfort. Comfort will kill you. Your comfort comfort zone to kill you. You ain't gonna grow nowhere. You ain't gonna try. You ain't gonna try to do nothing. You gonna be stuck in the same exact position that you was in last year. Same exact position that you was in the year before that. Same position you was in for year before that. And the same position you was in the year before that. Let me give you this key. If you keep playing the same record. I'm going to give you like this. I'm going to tell you one last story. I had a dude. We had a guy that used to work with us. This is back when I worked at uh, the uh, at the Cheddar's. The Cheddar's restaurant. That's a local restaurant. And I remember listening to niggas. I remember listening. He was like, he went to jail back in like the two early 2000s. And he got out. So like the year that he went in, was like the last year that he listened to music. So when he came out, every time that he was on the line, he would always sing songs from 2000 and from only the year 2000 to the year 2004. Only songs that he knew. Okay, he went into 2004, got out in like 2010, or I believe. Here's the key. As long as you keep playing that same record, you're saying that you are locked up somewhere. As long as you keep having that same conversation without communication or comprehension, you're only talking about you locked up somewhere. Some of y'all are stuck in a mindset where you're stuck in the age where the pain happened. So you've been trying to catch up ever since then. I remember sitting in the space with myself and I remember trying, I remember when I got out of college, when I got out of uh, high school, got out of college, did my little year and six months I told that story before it's on it's on record i remember being stuck for like i remember for like the next year i was stuck trying to play catch up 
Let me give you the aspects of your trauma. Until you deal with your trauma in full, you playing catch up, period. Until you deal with your traumas, you are playing catch up. You will always be playing catch up. You'll always be in a position with yourself where you're always gonna be like, but I can do this and I can do one more and I can do this. I'm gonna tell you right now, that time going, that especially right now where the, the, there's no veil anymore, time don't even exist anymore. You're the only one stuck in time. Time don't exist anymore. I'm gonna let y'all know that now. Time don't exist anymore. I remember one time before, I think it was like earlier, two years ago. I remember when I yelled that shit out loud. Time don't even exist. And I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about because everybody around me like, nigga, it's time right now. I said, nigga, time don't exist. And then I'm sitting here right now looking at y'all right now as I hold this Ace of Cup up. There is no more such things as time. There is no such thing as time. He says, there's no such thing as time. And it's neither one's talking about moving forward. So there's no such thing, thing as time. So it's time to address that cup. It's time to move forward and how you fill that cup. You can't keep filling that cup with that same old bullshit. Period. It's the end of that cycle. That's what that nine of coins represents. It's the end of that fucking cycle of how you used to fill your cup, how you used to moving forward. You got one fucking choice. Either you're going to heal or you coming back here. What you going to do? I'm only giving y'all the way that I give it to myself. Because here's the thing. If I had someone give it to me the way that I give it to... If I had someone give it to me the way that I give it to y'all, I wouldn't even be here right now. But that's the whole purpose. You need that shit to take you out of your comfort zone. Evolve or repeat. I want you to be the fucking best. I'll see y'all throughout the week. And I want to see you being your best. I want you to break all the limitations. There's no more excuses. There's no more excuses in moving forward. The Knight of Wands is speaking arc had just fell out again. It's time for you to move forward. It's time for you to address those ships. They got your emotions on those choppy waters. It's been another episode of the God Hour Podcast. I'm your coach psychologist. Book that consultation. You know you're ready for it. I love you. We love us. I'll show you.